Hello, and welcome to Before I Die. I'm your host, Joanne Tickle, and my guest today is Mary O'Connell, a radio host at uh, for Dangerfield is the show on Indy 101.5 FM. She's an artist, a web designer, and creative director uh, at a non-profit agency. Whoa, that was, I could barely, <laughs> could barely get that out. <laughs> um, how are you, Mary? I'm great. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Joanne. Excited to be here. Well, thanks for coming. Um, and, um, okay, Mary, so... We're just going to jump right into this and uh, complete this sentence for me. Before I die, I want to... Well, I think first, before I die of embarrassment. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Good start. I forgot to say that she's unbelievably funny <laughs> as well. Um, before I die, I actually want to do something, and I'm doing it this summer, and that's uh, visit the new Bob Dylan Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow, that's exciting. And um, uh, what's at the center? Well, basically, it opened uh, just after COVID, and it's a it's a museum, basically, of all of Bob Dylan's, you know, everything. It's got all of his, uh, it's got all of his lyrics it's got instruments it's got all this stuff and so it was built i think something like a billionaire or something bought all of bob dylan's um, archives and tulsa oklahoma is a pretty strange place to to make it because it's kind of hard to get to and you know middle of america but it's also the home of uh, witty guthrie so oh, um nice. i think that i have to check on this but i think the gentleman who who built the museum is from tulsa and i think maybe that's why he built it there. But uh, I'm a big fan of just all kind of music-related museums in general. Right. And so I've, I've been to pretty much, I would say, most of them. Or Did you go to the Neil Young Museum in Omini? <laughs> I did. I you did. did. I did. I've been there, I think, two or three times. Wow, um, that's great. And before it closed down, I actually went up, and they were selling off all the um, all the art within it. Wow. And so they they kept they kept some of it and moved it. I think maybe to the hall nearby. But um, that's where I bought my favorite poster ever, and it's of Neil Young, and he's got his sunglasses, and it's I think by a famous photographer, and you can see the reflection. reflection. Yeah, and so I've had that hanging on my wall. Uh, ever since, so oh, that's yeah, fantastic. yeah. So it's it was a pretty cool place, and for those who haven't, who didn't get a chance to go there, um, it was like an old house that they they built, uh, they made into a Neil Young museum, and that's and Neil Young's from well, he's from a lot of places, I guess, from but Omimi. but originally, originally. Yeah. so. Um, yeah, it was super cool, and I'm sad that it closed down, but... Um, I actually toured that uh, museum with Garth Hudson. You did? Yeah. Oh, my God, tell yeah, me more I about did. that. Yeah, he was uh, in town, and he was doing a show with the Sadies at uh, Coronation Hall in Omimi. Yeah. And um, and he was, he was sitting in on uh, the set with them, and, uh, yeah, he wanted to see the museum so we just went over and uh and we went through it it was it was really fun wow. it was really fun yeah mm -hmm. getting back to bob dylan yeah. uh i believe he had one of his hats and yeah and i find i just find those kind of those places that are like last last summer i went and saw there was a lou reed exhibit um mm. and it was at the uh, one of the new york public libraries oh cool and 
Um, I just love going to places where it's kind of focused on on one artist and and their history. And so the with the Lou Reed one, they actually had uh, like a wall with all of his um, his vinyl, like his personal vinyl. The coolest thing that was there, they had this tape that... You mean his collection his of just collection. other people's music yeah. that he listened to? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, and the coolest thing that I saw there was back in the day, musicians, like when you wanted to copyright a song, if you didn't have like a copyright agreement, what musicians would do is they would take their, their demo tape and they would mail it to themselves. Uh, and so the mail was like, like a timestamp. Yeah, you never opened it. You and never had the opened stamp it. On it. Yeah, people used to do that with writing. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. I, I always wondered if that actually really worked legally, but I guess it does. Yeah, and so they had a station there where they showed the the uh, the I think it was the demo for Walk on a Walk on the Wild Side. I have to confirm wow. that. Wow. But, but yeah, that place was awesome. So that it was kind of like a like an experience room. So you walked in and you you looked up and there was all these TVs kind of playing highlights from from his time. And yeah. then there was a room and I guess he was really into I want to say like sam like some sort of samurai swords or something. They had like really? they had all these kind of like samurai swords and they had and then everybody <laughs> kung fu Wasn't that one of his songs? <laughs> Um, and then you kind of walked into another room, and it was a little tiny room, and they had projections of his music. The next room had um, just, like, a bunch of his guitars. There was a whole section de- uh, dedicated to the Velvet Underground. Wow. Um, and, yeah, I just I love that kind of stuff and just seeing. And actually, one of the cool – so one time I went and saw one, and it was, it was a Simon and Garfunkel uh, exhibit, and it was in New York City. And – it was, I think, in a basement or something, and it was it was for a limited time only. And I went to that one, and the funniest thing about that was that Simon and Garfunkel had apparently met at camp, and so they had kids? they had letters that they wrote <gasps> to each other. So it was like, oh, so "Dear cute. Paul, like camp was fun. Oh like, my god, <laughs> love art. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then actually the coolest one I think I ever." went to was I went to Muscle Shoals once. In, oh, I've always wanted yes, to go there. I would highly recommend it. So Muscle Shoals, um, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a recording studio in, in Alabama, and they recorded some famous, you know, Everyone. World, yeah, yeah, James yep. and uh, like early, early, yep. like great. Yeah. Oh. And, the, and then also the, the Stones. The Stones. Yeah, I was yes. just going to say and like so, bigger, big bands. And, and the crazy thing about that, so on the main floor, they had um, – it's the recording studio, which they recently kind of made active again. Mm-hmm. And so, but in the basement, I guess at the time that the Stones were there, it was a dry county. And so right. when you go into the basement, there's like all these couches and they had like records on the wall. And then you went behind this door and it was a secret bar. Uh, and so I guess when they, when, you know, they would lock the doors and they would go into that little secret room. And get wasted. And get wasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, so the Bob Dylan Museum yep. uh, that you want to go to, does it also have his artwork? Yeah, so actually, interestingly enough, um, I think it's actually opening this weekend. Oh, wow. But one of the... Let's go! <laughs> well, I'm going to go this summer, but um, but the they have a photography exhibit happening. And so the interesting thing about the, the museum in Tulsa is that a lot of musicians, when they play around there, they go in and they get a tour. Right. And um, 
And actually, that reminds me. So there's a photography exhibit happening, and it's going to go, I think, until October. And it's all of um, the the like famous kind of Bob Dylan photos that you would that you would know to see. Um, but then that reminds me of another cool one I went to. And he's also a painter, is he not? And he, he is. He does. Like I've seen. Yeah, um, he, he did the cover of um, one of his one of the albums. He, uh, one of his albums is, is a cover of his paint as a, uh, his paintings. Yeah, because I I think online I've seen um, a bunch of his his most recent work because I think he spends a lot of time doing yes. that now. Yes, he does. Um, Rather than, you know, he doesn't tour that much anymore, but he, or doesn't seem to be touring that much, yeah. but he's, he's painting and mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot about his artwork, but. Um, and then that, okay, so two other ones that I went to that were super cool. So one was um, Prince's Paisley Park Studios. Oh, nice. That I went to for my, my 40th birthday. You know, he used to live in Toronto. In the he bride, did, on the bridal path. path. Yeah. yeah. And one of his, one of his houses and we, um. So that was super cool because uh, he actually used to live as well in Paisley Park, and right. so so it was a beautiful, um, beautiful exhibit. And a cool thing was, is they actually had his his ashes in there, and they were oh, in whoa. like an urn up on on the ceiling, and they were, it was a miniature were they purple. It was a miniature <laughs> replica of Paisley Park where it was <gasps> the urn. Oh, that's and fantastic. Um, wow. and so there they. Um, so they also had like it was a massive space. So it's just outside of of Minnesota of Minneapolis. And the cool thing was is that he actually built. You know when when big big um, big performers go on big tours, they yeah. often rent out um, like big halls, right? Or big, yeah. you know. So he built that in there so that he could actually rehearse in his own home. In his own home. And they had multiple. In his hall? In his, his hall. Yeah. Wow. It was like an airplane hanger size. Oh, my God. And then you walk. So you're kind of walking your way through it. So there's, you know, active uh, studios. And then you come out at the end of the tour uh-huh. and you walk into this um, giant room and it's a concert venue with a bar and everything. And so there's this legendary... This is at his house? At, his, at Paisley Park, yeah. At Paisley Park, okay. And so, so he... So what would happen is... So you see... You're in this room. It's, like, massive. And so there was this, like, door up on the wall and this staircase coming out from the door. And apparently the legend has it is that people would go and they would drink at the bar and then they would keep it open and open... And usually around like four or five in the morning, because he was a real real night owl. Yeah. The door from up on the second floor would open. No way. And he'd come down, and then he'd play. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then another really cool one that I saw was uh, it was the Rolling Stones exhibit. And so the neat thing about that one, so they it was kind of a traveling exhibit, and they had it. Um, I saw it in Chicago. And the cool thing about that is that they actually replicated the apartments of like the stones when they were so young. when they were young, and they were just these like <gasps> like it, they replicated it to a T. So oh wow! So that one was really cool too. Yeah. So I just I love doing that kind of stuff and just seeing kind of the the history of of where where it all kind of starts. And and yeah. I love all it's, is it ephemera? What's the term for like you know stuff? F ephemera? I don't know what the word is, but it's like all the knickknacks and like. You know, little things, things, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's all in the details. Yeah, when you get to see, when you get to go somewhere like that, and you yeah. get to see like little weird details. Yeah, I love that. that. That makes you feel like you're you're 
you're getting a real insider. Yeah. And even like people's handwriting, like there's even just certain artists that. Oh, yeah. I, I that just reminded me um, at the at the the museum, the little museum that closed yeah. down in Omimi, they had uh, John Lennon's. Uh, some of his writings oh, really? in the museum. Oh, Sorry. That's cool. yeah, yeah, no. I just, I just remember staring at yeah. it for a long time because it's like, wow, that's his actual handwriting and yeah, and there's so cool. There's certain artists too where their their writing is so linked to their 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 style and stuff. So I yeah. think of Neil Young as an example. So yeah. like, if you look at like the cover of like um like Rust Never Sleeps, and mm-hmm. it's like. It's that like handwriting. his handwriting, yeah, and, yeah. And so when you see it, like, and you see it in all this stuff, and I, and I love that because, like, yeah. it's like there, there's some artists where, like, you know, they're rebranding every time they're putting out something new. But with mm-hmm. him, he's just so kind of authentic in, in, in that. Right. So I love that. Yeah. I um, I'm dyslexic, so my handwriting <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially actually, I'm not bad with letters, but sometimes I flip them around. But um, really bad with numbers. Well, I find, like, so now with computers, I can't read my own handwriting because I don't write that much anymore, right? So, yeah, isn't that crazy? So I That's was, true. Yeah, I was at a meeting recently, and everyone was kind of brainstorming and putting their Post-its up on the wall. Yeah. And no one could read my handwriting, and they passed it back to me, and I was like, I can't actually read this. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you should have been a doctor. <laughs> Great. Uh, what organ is this? <laughs> no, I have a prescription, but nobody can read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like kind of oh, yeah, yeah, that's so true. I was thinking yeah. more like being on the operating table. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be really bad. <laughs> I thought you said to take out the kidney. Why did you take oh, out well, the they're missing an appendix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's always a dead silence somewhere well, in an interview, right? Well, I love hearing the, um, we've got Mr. Pickles in the background, so we, oh, we've got uh, yeah. Joe. Had, he has to stay downstairs, otherwise we'd be having, um, yeah. Okay, so Joanne, tell tell the listeners about about how the word, the, the phrases you've taught uh, Mr. Pickles. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. Pickles, for those that don't know, it's uh, Joanne's uh, parrot. So, Mr. Pickles, um, he says things like, uh, okay, so my my in-laws, um, you know, uh, are, uh, should I say? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, so, so Bruce Good is my father-in-law, and he's in The Good Brothers, and, um, you know, he was like a real 60s, like, icon. Yeah. And, um, well, and sorry to interrupt, but on my drive here, I'm, I'm at Joanne's house right now uh, in the country. And on my drive here, I was listening to Zoomer Radio. And lo and behold, they're talking about Bruce. Good brothers. Yeah, yeah. The good brothers. Yeah. yeah. And they were telling a great story about uh, him and Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. sorry, back to your point. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Pickles, so one of the first things I taught him to say was, Grandpa, roll a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really <laughs> funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the bird told me to do it. Uh, yeah, I know. And then, um, and also, uh, you know, he he says, "Gabba, gabba, hey, ho, let's go." <laughs> uh, he he sings, "Um, mow, mow, papa, mow, mow, bird, bird, a bird is a word." <laughs> and he sings, "I love you, yeah." Yeah, yeah. Oh, I changed it to I love yeah. you because we we might have to get him to sing the theme song of, of your new podcast. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that would be cool. Except, you know, his recent thing is like he's he went for quite a few years without swearing. Uh-huh. And can I swear? 
I don't know. Like, okay, so I'll just say yeah. that his latest thing is like, what the f? Like, but he doesn't say f. He actually says the real thing. Right. So, um, yeah, and that's really funny because you know people will go up and and lean into him and say, oh, what a pretty bird. Like, you know. Polly want a cracker? And he he just sort of sits there silently, and then he says, what the F? And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. pretty, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, so he's, he's like, a total source of laughter and yeah. enjoyment for us in our right. house. Yeah, and you've yeah. got like you've got tons of animals. You've got some goats here. I have six goats, and and right beside us is uh, our Great Dane Sally, who's being very good very right now. Good. She's like completely passed out. Yeah. Um, instead of you know her usual like <laughs> oh some something moved outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, kind of a hilarious guard dog. Um, uh, do you have any pets? I didn't even. I don't have any pets. I had I had one bird when I was a kid called Boots, mm-hmm. and we named him Boots because when we we picked him out because we were we knew we were getting a budgie, and we went to the pet store, and we were trying to pick between the birds, and the so the the pet store people were putting their you know their hand in you know how the birds would sit on your finger yeah and and. The bird, Boots, he just kept kicking the guy's finger. And so, like, we were like, oh, we want that one. We want that one. And he was just, like, he was just a little jerk. Oh, so yeah. So <laughs> and then we had, I only, I had goldfish. Um, but I'm terrified of fish. It's like a, pho- a huge phobia of mine. And so then my sister, who you know, Sharon. But wait, do, so does that mean, like, you can't, like, when you're in the ocean, you... Yeah, I'm terrified. So I don't eat anything that comes from water. Like, I I'm, I oh. don't eat any seafood. Oh. And my whole life I've been like that. So my parents would try try everything, can't eat anything from water. And like I think... Like, not salmon or Nothing, any... nothing. Oh. So I've tried, I've tried everything. I've tried shark. I've tried tuna. I've tried salmon. I've tried, like, you know oysters and I can't I can't eat it and so I think where it stems from is when I was a kid we used to camp up in Georgian Bay um on an island there called Beausoleil Island and there was minnows like just like thousands of minnows and I was just terrified and so my dad would have to carry me over them and then put me in the like drop me in the in the lake and so my sister who's a little devil that you know yeah she used to buy me (laughs) fish for Christmas every year (laughs) A little jerk, <laughs> and then That's and then we tell me stories like you know that the fish jump out of their fish bowls at night sometimes. Oh my god! And so I used to have to. I remember I'd you know go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and have this wide berth over like around where the the fish would be because oh my of my god. fear would be that. Um, See, I'd... if I was your sister, I probably would have dropped a goldfish in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You would have. You totally would have. And I, I guess uh, so. Your favorite movie is Jaws. Oh my! Well, so brilliant me. We used to go to the Bahamas every year when when we were younger for trips. And one time we were there, and I was like, you know what? Jaws was on television. What a brilliant idea. Why don't we watch Jaws? Yeah. yeah no. Did not get in the water for the rest of, of the time. But actually, a cool thing, though, um, when we went to the Bahamas once, there was we actually got the opportunity to go in a, a submarine that was like <gasps> 80% uh, glass. And so it was actually built by 
See, so, I'm claustrophobic, so that would be a nightmare for me. Yeah, and but, so it was kind of like, if I don't know if you've seen, like, the Ripley's uh, Aquarium in Toronto, where mm-hmm. you, there's this kind of... Tunnel? Yeah, the tunnel. So, called... so picture that, but as a submarine. Wow. And so apparently what they had said was that it was built in, I think, France or something, and they had actually brought it over. I don't know if this is true or not, because I was younger when it... But they brought it over, you know... Uh, across the... Uh... I think it was Nemo's. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name was right. Nemo. Okay, so now, this I just thought of something. So I know this podcast is called Before I Die. And, yeah. And I just have a story that I want to tell you about about graves. And so growing up, my parents are from uh, Ireland. Mm-hmm. And so every summer, so they came here, they moved here in the 60s. And so every summer... um we would go back to Ireland and spend Mm -hmm. most of the summer, like at least a month there so they could see their family and their relatives. And so a big part, like we're Catholic, and a big part of visiting family in Ireland is touring graves, you know? So it's like, here's, you know, your grandfather, your grandma, all this stuff. And so what I used to do as a kid, thinking it was a nice thing to do, is I would steal flowers from all the other graves. <laughs> and I would go off on a walk and I'd steal all the flowers and then I'd bring them to, you know, my grandfather's grave. And right. my parents would be like, you can't do that. But at the time, I was walking through, so we're in Ireland, and my name's Mary O'Connell. And so, of course, there's, you know, lots of O'Connells there. Yeah. I found a gravestone and there was a woman named Mary O'Connell. And I was born March 31st, 1977. And this person had died, I think, March something 1977 so I took a photo of it and when I was in high school I printed it out and I had it hanging in my locker (laughs) and I would tell everyone that my parents had pre-bought my grave because if you just glanced at it it kind of looked like it was me because it had the same year and the name and I'd be like well you don't have that and they'd be like people be like no what are you talking about but um She's but yeah, from the Adams family. But then another kind of cool grave story is that my so my my grandfather, um, the graveyard he's buried in. There's a famous musician called Rory Gallagher, mm-hmm. and so he was a guitarist from Ireland. And he, I think it was like I think it was like Bon Jovi or some someone said to them like I think Slash lists him as one of their idols influences yeah. influences and. So his grave is actually a couple of graves down from my granddad. And it's this beautiful, I'll show you a photo of it after, but it's this beautiful, like, um, like kind of like gold. It almost looks like um, like a fan. And there's kind of like, picture like a, like a fan that a lady would fan herself yeah, with. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's golden kind of like. Ornate. Uh, ornate. Yeah. And then what people do is, as you know, they go to like graves and they kind of, Pay tribute to the to the artists and 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 so people would uh, go there and leave like guitar picks and all of this oh. and so maybe this is where I got it from but my dad every time he visited his granddad would or his dad's grave would go and steal guitar picks for me from Rory Gallagher's grave <laughs> so I come I come by it honestly yeah. <laughs> oh that's incredible yeah, yeah. wow um. But I also think that, um, yeah, so I'm, Joanne, I'm really excited about this podcast because I think that uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for you to just, you know, you're, you're a great conversationalist and you're hilarious. And I look forward to, and thank you for allowing me to be. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> 
Get the canes come out. For those that can't see, Joanne is actually dragging me across the across the, the office office room with a cane right now. That's my cue. But good luck with all of this and thank you for having me being your first guest. This is oh super my fun. God. Thank you so much, Mary. Right. You've been listening to Before I Die with Joanne Tickle. I'm your host. If you liked it, please follow me at beforeidie.ca. And gotta go. It's a lot to do before I die.